What if I told you for $1, I would introduce you to many different entrepreneurs this week. From all across the country, you'll be able to talk to many different entrepreneurs, and I'll coach you for $1 this whole week. And I'll introduce you to my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you take part of that? Well, go to morningmindsetcoffee.com because that's exactly what we're doing here. It's the only organization that gathers entrepreneurs for the betterment of entrepreneurship every single day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern. We get together, we're growing, we're learning, we're leveling up, we're building on our network, we're building on our net worth, we're earning, we're reading. We got a book club. You'll see a bunch of entrepreneurs coming together, reading the same books every single day, growing together. You need that environment to grow. MorningMindsetCoffee.com. One dollar. I'm going to give you all of this for one dollar. If you want to stay, great. It's $50 a month after that. But right now, we're still running a seasonal promotion where I think the price is somewhere around $25. So get it before the price changes again. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want. All right? MorningMindsetCoffee.com. I'll see you in the morning. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, Into the Mind, where we break down and analyze characteristics, strategies, and stories of successful entrepreneurs, investors, and high achievers to learn from their mistakes and replicate their formulas for success. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, former parkour athlete turned real estate investor and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to become a multimillionaire before 30 so that I can teach others how to do the same. Today, my guest is a gentleman that I had the pleasure of meeting while we were at a mastermind in Cancun, Mexico. While a few of us were sitting at lunch, uh, he started getting into his story about how he got into real estate, the challenges he had to overcome to begin investing. And it inspired me, truthfully, because he was so genuine. He was so authentic that I knew I was like, I got to get him on the podcast. So today we're going to be talking about just what he's done, his story, where he came from, what he's working on today, where he's going, and we're going to figure out some interesting thing about these Ohio boys. That's why I've been calling <laughs> It's just one on today, but I'll yeah. call them yeah. the Ohio boys. So help me <laughs> in welcoming my guest, Tommy Har. Yo, what up, What's Tommy? going on, man? I appreciate having me on, man. It's my first podcast, like I said earlier, so excited. A little nervous, but excited, man. Bro, yeah, I love it. You're doing something new, man. So like, welcome <laughs> to the show. You know how it is. It's going to be pretty conversational. But, um, yo, no joke, like, you guys were rolling deep, by the way. You <laughs> came in to Ohio, I was just like, yo, he's from Ohio, he's from Ohio, he's from Ohio, she's from yeah. Ohio. Like, y'all roll deep, bro. Like, we're going to get yeah. into this. It's a really cool dynamic. It is, it is cool. You know, but before we jump into that, and before we even, like, start jumping into real estate, I'm curious, like, can you share with everyone, like, who you were before real estate, like, kind of where you're from, and, like, almost, like, who you were coming up like your childhood if you yeah. will yeah i mean my like i said my name is tommy har uh tom har uh in the business world um I, I pretty much just grew up playing sports i'm from pickerington ohio um if you ever heard of pickerington it's known for uh nba players uh nfl players Karis burton the nba a couple people um so grew up playing sports a huge family guy i'm one of five kids a lot of people don't know that um, basically just grew up playing sports and hanging out with friends and my dad being an entrepreneur. So basically up till college, I played, uh, at the university of Dayton, I played soccer. Uh, everything was about sports. Everything was about kind of just sports, have fun, do all that stuff. And then as life hits you, um, getting out of sports, uh, what's the next step? So that's kind of when real estate came in. Um, cause like I said, my dad's an entrepreneur and that's kind of what he's been in, uh, 
from the time I was I was young. So that's the, the kind of the quick and dirty. So pretty much sports and family and, and friends, kind of the basic childhood. Yeah, you know, there seems to be a common thread, actually. Like as I sit and I, I've interviewed a lot of people and a lot of the entrepreneurs actually have a background in sports. And I think that's one of the most important thing because it gives you, there's a certain like mental resilience that you build. Absolutely. Being an athlete. Like there's no if, ends or buts about it. Like yeah. I meet so many of like the, the entrepreneurs that were former athletes, especially the yeah. wrestlers. Like yeah. sheesh. Yeah. I mean, playing sports at a division one level, I mean, whether it's soccer or cheerleading or whatever it is, I mean, you're held to a higher standard. Um, you're trained to, to be where you're at at all times, or if not, you're, you're getting in trouble, like you're just higher standard, you're accountable. Um, and then you're relying on, at least as a team sport, other people to, to keep you in check. So that's been huge when it's come into my entrepreneurial journey of, of te- looking at as it's a sport, like everybody, we're on a team, uh, we're all towards the greater good of this stuff, you know? So that's kind of, uh, it's been a, it's been a great merge. And I used to be like, man, why is my coach talking about this stuff? And like stuff that never, never was on the field. And, and now I'm, I'm getting into this stuff. I'm like, man, he was so right. Uh, and uh, coach, if you're listening to this, I was, I was definitely, you're, you were right about a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love hearing that, right? It's funny when the lessons start ringing true years yeah. later, but that's the purpose of planting those seeds. Right? Absolutely. So, I'm curious. So you, you had the sports background, you were going D one, like you were in yeah. D one playing soccer. What essentially caused the shift? Like when did soccer end? And I know you said your father was an entrepreneur. When did like you start to pick up that torch, if you will? Yeah. So, I mean, I always wanted to like, everybody's got that story of, oh, I wanted to go pro and do this. So like I had, I, I'm, I was always very good, but I was always very injury prone. So that's another thing that taught me a lot of life lessons as well is, uh, dealing with injuries, dealing with that mental setback of um, not being able to be out there or knowing you should be out there and you just can't because you're injured. So having a couple almost career end, ending injuries in college and wake out from surgeries and being thinking it was a meniscus cleanup and end up being a 10 month almost career ending surgery um, teaches you a lot of lessons. Um, so to, to delve into that rabbit hole, I was on my sophomore sophomore year. I didn't tell my coach I was having surgery. I, uh, I, I was, it was supposed to be a, a four week in and out over summer. I wake up from surgery. Guy tells me he fixed more than he could find in there, or there was more that he thought. And I ended up waking up to, uh, six months on crutches, another five, four months, uh, of rehab. So, uh, I had to tell my coach, basically them telling me, um, I was a detriment to the program, stuff like that. And then ended up coming back my next junior year as a starter and won the Atlantic 10 championship with my teammates. So stuff like that will teach you great lessons. Um, at, at, it's more mental than anything, man. It's just, how do you, how do you overcome those, those setbacks? Yo, I, I absolutely freaking love that because yeah, like, especially what you said, cause like I've experienced those sort of like injuries, right. I, from yeah. my time skateboarding and parkour, like I've experienced injuries. I've experienced doctors telling me like, yo, this is janked up. You can't do this. You yeah. should be doing this. And I just like was stubborn. Like I was like, I'm not listening to you. Like I, your yeah. opinion is not my, like, that's not a fact. Right. Yeah. Even your Absolutely. facts are now opinions to me. Like, cause right. you're yeah. telling me what I don't want to listen. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And yeah. there is something to be said about just setting your mind on not I'm making this happen. And, and that's, that's been directly into real estate. Like, and we'll get into that as we go further, but like, there was never a doubt in my mind that it wasn't going to happen. Like when I was injured, I was like, I'm getting back on that field. 
And when I, I wasn't getting deals, I wasn't, I was broke and all that stuff. Like I'm going to be there. Like, it's just that unwavering faith of man. Like I'm going to make this shit happen. Nobody's going to tell me different, bro. I, that's one thing I got to say about you guys. Like, and like, seriously, <laughs> it's that Midwest, it's that it's, Midwest, uh, corn. Yo, it's that Midwest. It's that Ohio. Like, yo, you guys <laughs> stood out to me. I was like, yo, these, they are freaking animals when they put yeah. their, like, when you figure out what you want to do, you're like, no, like I am doing this. Matter yeah. of fact, I saw it when we were on the boat. When y'all are just like, yo, we're jumping off the top. I'm jumping off this boat. Nobody's telling me differently, right? And I was just like, yo, this is not the crowd that you tell it can't Uh be done. You can't tell these people like, nah, you can't do this. It's not like, this is the wrong crowd to tell it to. No. You know, and that's amazing because it does, it translates into business big time. 100%. 100%. That's a leader right there. That's a leadership role. That's a leadership trait. So. You you finish up, you get back into soccer after what should have been a career ending injury. And yeah. then as you begin to wrap up that that uh chapter of your life, yeah, how what was that transition like? Was it like an initial, <laughs> all right, cool, like soccer's over, let me just make a smooth transition to to entrepreneurship, to real estate? Was there like a, a lag time in between? Was it hey, I actually want to go to the majors? Nope. So I mean the injuries was like oh, I'm done, it's over. Um a lot of my friends are still trying to make, it's like, at some point, man, you got to give it up. So I'm, I took all that energy and my dad, like I said, has always been an entrepreneur. So he, from the time I was 10 can remember, um, he has a home inspection company and he was also doing property preservation. So property preservation f- for quick is call it 08, 09 is when the banks were subbing out to a, companies to board the houses up, mow the lawns, mm. clean the houses out, winterize the houses, all that stuff. And that's what I grew up in. So from the time I was 12, I was out mowing these lawns and doing all, t- trashing out these nasty houses all around Columbus. And um, I always told my dad when I was done with school, I, I didn't really know what he did other than that, but I was going to be his right-hand man. So oldest of five kids or oldest boy of five kids. That's kind of what I thought it, my role had to be. So that was, that was what I, what I did. And I, right away I jumped in and that property preservation business had fizzled over the years because less and less foreclosures. So now it was home inspections. I didn't know a damn thing about a house. I didn't know anything other than trashing them out. Um, so he's walking me through houses. He's like, this is plumbing, this electrical. I'm like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. So really learning construction from the ground up and taking um, a business where it was just him to uh, like, what do I do with it? I'm the young guy now um, and I got to create something out of this. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can to really kind of explode this into whatever it's going to turn into. Right. So that was me grabbing that business and, and, and t- till now I probably five X the, the revenue and the business, my little brother uh, works for us. We got two more inspectors. Um, but um, in that, in that meantime, I, I had gotten uh, introduced to real estate investing. So my uncle called me right before graduating college, probably like, I think it was, I think it was like the day or two before he lives in Chicago. He asked me if I wanted to move to Chicago and invest in real estate. I was studying finance and entrepreneurship. So perfect match. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh didn't think much about it. I said, I don't know anything about that. Uh, I'm going back to work with my pops. Get out of here. So uh, as I started to inspect a little bit more, uh, we were doing draw inspections for hard money companies. So uh, your big time companies, they were using us as their subcontractors. So I was seeing people renovate houses over and over again in Columbus, all around. We were their boots on the ground. So I'm sitting there like I'm, I'm trying to talk to all these people and figure out what the hell is going on. And this is three, four or five years ago when Columbus started to explode uh, before a lot of people knew. And these were all areas that we used to mow lawns in. I'm like, why are people mowing? I'm talking to my dad. I'm like, why are there people mowing, buying these houses where they're boarded up all next to them? And he's like, man, I don't know. 
So I just kept asking those questions and uh, ended up buying my first flip with my uncle probably six months after that. Huh. So that's crazy, yeah. right? Because, you know, people, this is, I'm actually happy. Like we're going down this route with the story, right? Because what's interesting is you were essentially working on these homes. So you were like in and around these houses in multiple ways, boarding them yep. up, maintaining them, then even doing inspections for other investors. Cause you're doing the inspections for the hard money and the investors yep. are the ones getting the hard money. So essentially yep. you're doing the inspections for the investor. Yeah. Um, so you're you're literally like your hands are on the property yeah. and you're touching it, feeling it, seeing it. However, you still weren't quite sure what was going on um, yeah. as far as I think that's important to recognize because, yeah. you know, there's still a lot of people that always feel like, man, but like everyone already sees the opportunity. They already see the house like the yeah. bank already knows this is a yeah. deal. The realtor knows this is a deal. The neighbor knows this is a deal. But here you were like literally like in and around the house. In the house. Yeah. And you didn't even know it was a deal yet. Yeah. So like, I want people to have like that mental shift of recognizing, yeah. you know, it's not as saturated as we think. Like, although, yes, there are going to be people in this industry, right? There's still people that are in the industry, but they don't see it the yeah. same way you see it, the way you're trained yeah. to see it, the way you have to educate yourself to see it. Yeah. So you start, it sounds like you start like getting educated. Yeah. Like, so curious. yeah, that was the biggest part. Um, sorry. I mean, I don't know. Off at all, but um, I started to just keep my, my uncle put me on the bigger pockets. So he's like, Hey man, read rich dad, poor dad, listen to bigger pockets. So driving around as an inspector all day, going house to house, to house, to house, to house. I got bigger pockets on 1.5 X. So I'm listening to everything and, and you don't know what you don't know. Right. So I start hearing about rental properties. Everybody's already hold of, heard of flipping and rentals. And then they, I, they say wholesaling. I'm like, what in the hell are they talking about wholesaling and like figuring out that you could be broke and make money. I was instantly turned on because I was making 35 grand a year on paper working for my dad. Um, and, and kind of just was like, man, I want to do all this stuff. So, um, six months later, whatever that may, timeline may be, bought my first uh, flip with my uncle. So I went back to my uncle and was like, Hey, let's do it in Columbus. He agreed. Um, and then that's when I flipped my first property. And it's the one I like to say, uh, was the best and the worst. Uh, we lost a hundred grand on that one. Ooh. So whenever I'm in a room, that's usually the one that wins. Um, so <laughs> I remember sitting in the back of some meetups a couple of years back. They're like, how many people have lost money? And I'm sitting there like me. Um, how many have lost over 50? And everybody's hands are down, mine's up, 75 up. And everybody looks at me. And it was my buddy, Austin Rutherford. He was just on your show. It was his meetup. And he, he goes, what? And then I was like, yeah. And so, but I mean, it's just lessons and, and all that stuff comes from it. And you just build on it, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, let's, let's unpack that for a minute. Because, I mean, there's somebody who's like, hasn't ever invested right now listening to this. Yeah. Right? And like their butt cheeks literally just like squeezed up. Yeah. They're like, yo, honey, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of yeah. money. And in Ohio, that's a lot too. It's like, man, you buy houses for a hundred K. So how do you lose a hundred K? So, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, so like, I mean, what, yeah. What happened there? So, I mean, we bought a house. Uh, it was a foreclosure uh, for, it was right in a very, very rich neighborhood of Columbus uh, called Bexley um, for 425,000. Our budget was like a hundred, 150 um long story short i kept so the guy that put me onto the house was uh, a contractor that i met through those draw inspections so the worlds are now meshing right mm-hmm. so um he, he puts me onto it so i'm obligated now to give him the job so he says he's a gc he's not really a gc doing all the work himself so i was living in this house at the time by the way i was flipping i was living in the flip it was a six bedroom mini mansion like four thousand square foot i was bouncing room to room no no hot water 
the whole shebang on this house and just didn't manage him well. Um, basically like that, that, that's an outlier of, of price point in Ohio. Like anything we thought we were going to sell for 800,000. We ended up selling for 700. Um, we held it for two years. Um, holding costs ate us alive. Uh, the house was choppy. It sat on the main road. Uh, so basically a whole gambit of like the mess ups that you learn over time. I just all hit it once. Like trusted my contractor for too long. Didn't fire him. Overshot my ARV. Um, held the property for too long. Right. So then, um, I mean that, that all together right there, it wasn't all of my money. It was very little of my own money, but I spent two, two years of my time and, and, and effort in that house living in it. Um, and then also the relationship with pretty much my family and my uncle at the same time. Right. So, um, very, 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 uh, sad, but it taught me everything I know to, to really, it's like, doesn't get much worse than that. Right. Right. So it shot me ahead. I was like, man, it, it doesn't get worse. And at the same time, I was still listening to bigger pockets. I was like, man, I hear too many success stories. I, I am not letting this take me down. There's no, there's no fucking way. Right. So. Yeah. yeah I mean, I love that. Right. Cause here that's, I want to like emphasize that point. Right. Because a lot of times what, what I see happen is like people make a mistake. People have a loss. They get out of real estate. Real estate doesn't work. Real estate's dangerous. Real estate's bad. Like, listen, at some point, no matter who we are, who you are, how much training, education, any of it you get, you are going to make mistakes, yep. right? It's not a matter Absolutely. of if, it's a matter of when. You yeah. just happen to do yours at the beginning. However, yeah. what I love is you used it as an opportunity. Like, it was like a blessing yeah. for you where yeah. you're like, all right, cool. Like, it literally can't get any lower than this. It can't, can't get, get any worse than this. I can only go up from here as long as yep. I continue. Yep. Right? So I am curious, right? Because this is like the part <clears> about that. You know, obviously this is already in the past, right? You've moved on since you do flips. I mean, I'm on like your IG, I'm watching you put out projects. Like you still have your inspection business. You still got your investing business going. Yeah. Both doing well. However, when you were in the thick of it, like when it was like actually occurring, this is why I want to dive into like, almost like what was going on in your mind? Like, what was the feeling like? Because there's somebody out there right now listening to this that's in the thick of their own situation right now. And they're maybe like an inch away from just stopping. So yeah. I'm like curious to know, like if you're able to recall what it felt like just like being in the heart of that storm. Yes. I mean, like it's about the visualization stuff, right? You listen to all these success stories and you want to, you want to implement that stuff into your life. Right. So I knew where I wanted to be. I just knew it wasn't there yet. It wasn't my time yet. So it, whether it's putting in your work, taking your blumps, your bruises, like it will pass. And I, like I was remember outside ripping ripping vines off the house and sanding down floors and all that stuff. I'm like, I hate this. It sucks. But I knew that I was going to get through it and I was going to use this as, as, as fuel at, to like literally just explode, man. Cause it, I knew I had so much potential in me, uh, whether or not everybody like not everybody sees it and that's not, that's not meant to be, but like, I knew I was going to be where I'm at right now back then. So it was just in my head saying that like, you got, you got to keep going, man. There's no quitting. We don't quit. And that goes back to the injury stuff. Like you could quit any day on the injury, but like, do you want to go play soccer again? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Right. And it's like, again, like, because I, I want to hear that be reiterated because again, like the challenge is like, after you've made it through the storm, like people look at you now and they're like, Oh yeah. Like, but of course you got it all figured out. Like you're an inspector. You already know how to look at houses and, you do this and you're friends with Austin and you're, you guys travel around and you do yeah. deals together. So I want them to understand 
there was a time when you didn't have the information, when you didn't have the resources. However, the belief you had in yourself did exist. And that had to come before the reality caught up. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, like that, that's where it starts. I mean, there was times when after that, like I, I didn't jump into a bunch of deals. Like I still took another six months to get my first rental. And I'm sitting on my bed after sending a bunch of marketing and being like, man, when is it going to happen? I hear this. I hear it happening all the time in these podcasts, but when the hell does it happen? But you just don't quit and, and you got to make the connections too. So like I said earlier with the, with the inspecting company, I knew I wanted to wholesale. I knew I wanted to flip, but I knew that there were guys doing it better than me. And I would go to Austin's meetups. I would go to other people's meetups and I would be in the market. I would go network and I would never not show up. So, and then I used the, the inspecting. I saw that wholesalers took terrible pictures. So wholesalers were showing me 30 in Ohio, you got basements, right? So they're sending me 30 pictures. You got to make a sight unseen offer. Um, This is before I was really buying. So I went up to Austin at the end of one of his meetups. I said, Hey man, uh, I can offer you a better product and a report than what you're giving on your wholesale deals. So I called it my investor inspection. I would, I, I, I then met every wholesaler gave I'm now I'm now giving them 150 pictures on their on their uh, wholesale deals and giving them a one page report and I was giving them for $75. So giving them a high high level uh report basically to to get in with them and just be like hey like this is who I am this is what I'm going to offer you and I'm going to oversell my product and that got me in with every single big time investor in Columbus. So just giving finding your niche and just drilling into it and now I'm best friends with with the literally the biggest inspe- investors in Columbus and they're helping me with my business. Yo, let's go. And again, yeah, I got, yo, so, man, you're like, you're making me excited right now. Cause you're hitting <laughs> on so many things yeah. which need to be highlighted, which is you came in first off again, the belief in yourself was there, but then now the action, right? Because sometimes people are like, but I do believe in myself. It's like something I've been asking people a lot recently. It's like, yo, how do you prove that you have faith? Right? Like if I got faith that the parachute's going to open after I jump off the cliff, how do I prove it? Right. I got to jump off the cliff, right? There's no other way to prove it. So you prove that you had faith in yourself by offering this service, offering it at a freaking incredible rate, like for what you're giving. Cause I mean, I look at the pictures some wholesalers send me and like, I yeah. sometimes like want to reach through my computer and punch them. Out. Because yeah. I'm like, how am I supposed to make yeah. a decision off of this? Can't. I, can't. Unseen, I can't make, I can't make that offer. Yeah. So. And it's like, and clearly this kid can't comp that sent me the deal or this grown yeah. adult can't comp whoever sent me the deal. Yeah. Comes like your ARV is crazy off, but like your pictures aren't doing it any justification. And then on top of that, you actually add an inspection report. So you're going above and beyond. So you're essentially, you're putting in the work, but you're not hiding from the work. You're actually charging into the work and providing that out to others and fostering these relationships that now years later are still feeding back into you. This is actually building up your business today still. Still. Yeah. And I mean, I still today do those. The price is a little higher now, but uh, <laughs> people like Dispo people around Columbus, they said they won't sell, they won't sell their deals unless my company's reports on it. So like I, I did it for two reasons. I wanted to get in with people that I wanted to get in with. And I also wanted to um, I wanted to buy. I wanted to buy wholesale deals. So what better way to buy wholesale deals than inspecting every single one? Right. So I was inspecting every wholesaler's deal. And then I would just be like, hey, like, do you, do you mind if I give you a good price? You can send it to me first and let me look at it. Um, I didn't buy one from a wholesaler doing that for another year or two, but I ended up buying a deal from it. So it just, it just all came to fruition over time. But I mean, it, t- it took time. It took a lot of time, really. Um, but it, it, it worked exactly kind of how I, how I planned it. 
Man, again, like that is one more thing that people need to listen to, right? It took time. And yeah. that's the thing where I know we, we live in an instant gratification kind of society, especially, you know, you, you had a challenge there, right? Like your first yeah. deal lost you, put you in the red hundred K. So if anything, you're even less patient than the person starting at zero trying to take yeah. off. You're like digging out of a hole and yeah. you stayed consistent. You kept on pulling out of the hole to the point where you're, you are where you are now. So yeah. I'm curious to know, you know, as you started to establish yourself, as you start to establish a name, right. Yeah. And you're, you're starting to see that this thing actually works. What started to like, I'm curious, your friend group, right. Your interactions, yeah. like who did you become? Were you still hanging out with your same friends? Were you changing up the circle? Yeah. So that like, I'm lucky enough to have a group of like five or six, maybe even 10, two separate groups of hometown buddies cut one of them played in the NFL, very high level. Um, and then uh, the other ones, are just very, we text every day. So like it's been high since high school, we text every day. So my, my friend group is great. They support me. Um, and then same with my family. So that's always been great, but moving into the, I, I wanted to get around people that were doing what I wanted to do. Right. So with that, I saw, I mean, it's either join a mastermind or, or, or show them you, show them you actually like are for real about this stuff. So at the same time of doing all that, uh, I bought my first house hack. I was trying to buy rentals. So I was trying to model everybody that I, that I liked business. So Austin Rutherford, for example, Terry Summers, for example, rentals, flipping, uh, wholesaling. So I wanted to merge their two models. So model your business off of somebody you admire. Um, and basically like, I remember sitting out in front of my, I had like eight units. I just, I had like $2,000 in my account and Austin posted, a, a I think a Instagram saying, Hey, we're going to this mastermind out in Cabo. Um, last call, going to get a discount. And I immediately hit him back and I was like, I'm in, I'm tired of seeing like these people jump off these boats and hang out in the sun and, and, and do this shit. I need to see what, what I need to know what those, what conversations are going on around that pool, man. Like I need to know, I'm not, I'm tired of sitting around and, 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 and thinking about it. So made the jump spent my, I mean, it's all, it's all been the whole entrepreneurship jury and just spending your last bit of money in your account just to do something else. Right. So that was my last bit of money. And I was like, fuck it, man, I'm going. Uh, and I, I got to see, and that's kind of when, uh, you, you invest in yourself. Right. So that's when, and I remember sitting around the pool and my buddy named Milan, uh, was like, man, I don't know what it is about these masterminds. You come home after and your life just starts to blow up, man. I don't know what it is. Come back. Boom. Starts to go crazy. Yo, let's, bro. I'm like, I'm like laughing cause I'm reminiscing. Like, <laughs> I've literally, I know exactly what you mean. Like yeah. the very first time I got into an airplane and flew out here to Arizona and I was just like, I got to go meet these people. Like I was like, I got to yeah. go meet, like I messaged Pace and I was like, bro, like yeah. I need to come out there because I'm like, I'm brand new to real estate. I haven't done a deal yet. I'm learning. I'm being educated. I'm, I got to see that this is freaking real because I'm watching yeah. it through the internet and I'm like, yo, I still don't know if I trust you all. It's the middle yeah. of COVID. The world just shut yeah. down. I can't go and see anybody in person to see if they're actually doing what they say they're doing. <laughs> right. I'm flying to Arizona. I'm coming to your office. I got to see it. I got to see it, see it. Yeah. To see it man. Like I was like, yeah. holy crap, this is real. And when I got home, I, I'm talking like months, bro. I was going eight months, nothing. Nothing yeah. was turning over, no conversations. Nothing. I get home within like about two weeks. I get my first deal. My first deal is two properties. One's a subject to the other's a cash deal. And I'm just like, what right. the hell was that? It's, it's something in the universe, bro. And that's what my friend said. I, I remember exactly where I was. He's like, man, I can't tell you what it is, 
but you are going to go home and your life and business are going to explode. And it did hundred percent. Yo, I, I call it the campfire effect now. Like I refer to <laughs> yeah. it as the campfire effect, but it's true. Cause even like after we left Cancun, like I watched traction in my business pick up again. Like every yeah. time I go and I connect and I remembered, and this is kind of what I want to dive into now because yeah. this is like you and the Ohio fam. And like, you guys do this relatively regularly. When I was out there in Cancun, yeah. when we we're all at the tab retreat and we're masterminding for a week, you know, it wasn't just you by yourself. Like, yes, you came out there, but so did your network. Right. And it wasn't yeah. necessarily that you all work together as one business, as one LLC, you're all independent. Yeah. You all do your yeah. own thing. However, you guys squad up in such a dope way. Yeah. Like, yo, this is the way, like, this is what a friend group should look like. It's, yeah. I remember I was just like, I asked you guys, I said, yo, how often do you all do this? Me thinking your answer is going to be like, yeah, we probably do this like once a month, or not once a month, yeah. once a year, you know, yeah. like, or once every other year. You guys are like, yo, we probably do this like maybe like three, four weeks. Like, we, uh, <laughs> you know, we yeah, squad up pretty hard. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I mean, like, why, why not do this stuff regularly with your friends and make a ma- like mastermind out of it? Like, it doesn't have to be a formal mastermind, but like we went to Egypt, my, like my office I'm sitting in right now, I'm up in the attic space. He had the biggest wholesaler in Columbus. Is, he owns the building. He's downstairs. So like he got a group of 30 of us to go to Egypt in like April. And we just were in Egypt, hanging out the pyramids, talking about business, talking about life and also experiencing some of the coolest stuff in the world. So like, why not just like make a lot of money together and go have fun together. Right. So that's kind of our mantra. So have a lot of fun, but also like help each other out. Right. It's a, it's, it's a really cool dynamic we got going on over here. Man, I no, I love it. And I, I saw just like how, because you all did that, there was a level of like trust and communication and there was this energy that existed that literally yeah. like, it could be felt like it just yeah. like you guys walked into the room and there was like this sort of chemistry and yeah. I was just like, what a freaking awesome way to do business. What a more sustainable yeah. way to do business because your business is now feeding you energetically because the wholesale business can absolutely turn into a grind pretty quick. Absolutely. Like, it can burn people out. It does. In fact, it burns most people out. Most people get into the business and don't stay past six months. Right. Absolutely. I think when I look and like, why don't they do this? They haven't yeah. developed a community around yep. them. Look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but you all asked for it and it's finally here. We finally created a space for us to come together every day and have these kinds of conversations. Not just be a fly on the wall and listen, but actually be in the room talking to one another, throwing ideas back and forth about mindset, business, entrepreneurship, growth, the books we're reading, the conferences we're going to, the conferences we're hosting, everything under the sun that has to do with entrepreneurship. You name it, we're talking about it. That's right, morningmindsetcoffee.com. Every day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern, we're getting together with entrepreneurs from all over the world so that we can grow together. You heard it a million times over. Your network is your net worth. So for $1, you can get into a room that will change your life. What are you waiting for? MorningMindsetCoffee.com. I'll see you in the morning. Now back to the episode. So yeah, I mean, amazing way. we're not throwing a meetup in Columbus with three or four of our friends, uh, that are in a mastermind together and we're, we're hosting a probably 200 plus uh, meetup event where we, we buy out a bar, we buy, we buy a food truck, we buy out the bar and everybody comes and drinks and eats for free. And everybody in the community comes together and just talks real estate, sees each other. Cause COVID still, right? Like it's still, we're still not all hanging out together. 
So like, why not get everybody together and just like be the reason why everybody does that. So it's kind of just like a, maybe it's a Midwest thing. I don't know. But, uh, (laughs) but then it's also like, like it's a big enough market to where you don't have to play scared and play against each other. There's enough for everybody to eat. Like if I'm doing 10 contracts a month, I know my buddy, if he's doing the same amount of work, he can do the same. So, and also I've had on multiple occasions where like we're working a contract and somebody I know is working the same person and most people would pin each other against each other. Right. But we'll just come together. We'll text and say, Hey, seller said, she's talking to you. Let, let's work together. Let's get this deal done together. Let's get, let's both get paid. Like that is amazing. I've had that happen on multiple occasions. Yo, I freaking love that. Right. Because dude, this, cause like, this is like the energy that I found out here in Arizona. This is why I came out to AZ because in New yeah. York, you don't get this same kind of energy. It's like no. so cutthroat. I'm like, guys, like we're only running the numbers up on ourselves. Like we are yeah. literally bidding against ourselves right now. Absolutely. This is stupid. And recognizing what I love is the energy that you had, right? That all of you have is it's still competitive energy. It's still like, oh, yeah. yo, we're getting this done. Like you're not yeah. laying down for people, which is like yeah. almost why like it caught me off guard that you yeah. were able to still work so get it together so well because yeah. I was like, yo, you guys almost low key have like a New York type energy where it's like, yeah, you know, like I'm, if we're, you smell blood in the water, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're in your face. I mean, like, we're coming there. You're like, what? You come in the room, hey, I'm Tom from Ohio, and like ten people behind you are like, what? Why are you guys from Ohio? Why are you guys all here? <laughs> and like, and we're all running six figure minimum, seven figure businesses. So it's like, how does that happen? I don't know. Uh, working together is part of it for sure. Yeah, no, I mean. You, you all do it in such a great way where I'm like, yo, this needs to be modeled. And like, we see it like, again, like Arizona, like that's the culture, right? It's being taught squad up some other yeah. markets. Cause I'm, I do deals in multiple markets, some other markets, like they don't have that mentality. They can't yeah. comprehend the idea of squatting up. And I'm like, yo, you yeah. guys are shooting yourself in the foot. You're leaving money on the table. You're not For solving sure. the seller's problems and you're making yeah. it harder to come together as a community. It's just mm-hmm. killing your own marketplace. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's freaking rad, man. So I'm curious now, like what is, you know, you, that was you entering into business, you know, that was some of the things that you had to go through. What does business look like for you nowadays? Like where, I guess, where would you say you are now? Yes. I mean, the inspection company, it's me, my dad, uh, my brother, two and two inspectors, a VA. Um, That one, we probably do about half a million revenue. Um, and that, that one's great, but I'm kind of stepping away from that as my uh, investing world has kind of blown up. So at the same time I was in, inspecting every day, I met my business partner actually through a hard money draw. So once again, my lives are coming together again. So our, our buddy, who is now one of my great, one of my really good friends, was hung over 20 minutes late to this inspection. So it gave us 20 minutes to shoot the shit at this house, which now has been a godsend. It's like, man, if that didn't happen, I don't know what ha- would happen. So I had wholesale probably 10 deals with like three or four houses. Uh, within that two two year time period from then. And then over the last two years of me and my partner, Andy coming together, uh, we've done a little over a million uh, in revenue and profit uh, took together, took down about 40 rentals uh, done probably just about a hundred wholesale deals. And uh, we have a team of six or seven people uh, in the office now. So we're running a property management company basically for our properties. So I have 15 units and that by myself, Andy has about 15 units by himself. And then we have about 40 to 45 together. So we're managing all those. And then we've got a uh, project management uh, wing. And then we got two acquisition guys on the other side of the office. So every part of the business kind of funnels into each other. 
Yo, I, that's insane, right? Like that's straight up sick, right? Because you start to see this all stems back from what you were originally doing too. Like it all comes yeah. back and it layers and layers and layers on top of itself. And this is it where that, that persistence kicks in of knowing like, Hey, yeah. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to yeah. keep going. Yeah. And then also like, I mean, if you don't eat shit and you don't know what it's like to like be broke for two, three years, whatever that is, maybe, maybe it's shorter, maybe it's longer, but you're not, you're definitely not going to to feel gracious when you're at this point. Like I'm like, even if I'm up here cash poor, like, cause we got 20 projects going on right now. And I'm like, man, what is going on? But like, I'm sitting up here like, man, I did exactly what I said I was going to do to myself three years ago. Like I made this promise to myself that I will be here and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it while I'm here. Even if times do get hard, it, everything comes with its own problems. Right. So taking that and running with it, bro, that's wisdom right there. Cause it's, yeah. it's funny earlier. It was last week. I was talking about this where I was explaining to like my group that, yo, you've got to be good with finding joy in the middle of it. Right. Sometimes like we're like, yo, I'm going to be happy. And this is actually a part of what we were talking about. Like this is why I was running a little late today. We were talking yeah. about this at lunch with just like a good buddy of mine where we we're talking about, you have to, it is absolutely mandatory that you learn to find joy in the middle yeah. of it, like in the suck yeah. of it, what most yeah. would consider to suck, because that thing is exactly what's molding you into the thing absolutely. you think you want to become. So you've yeah. got to be willing to actually endure yeah. through that and not just endure it with like a negative, like, damn, what was me type situation? But like, yo, how can you figure out how to like actually start being like, yo, you know what? I'm grateful for this because this is what I asked for. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, everything comes with its own problems, right? So, I mean, you, Ed Milet said it perfectly, and it's, it's resonated with me. You want to be blissfully dissatisfied. So you want to be happy with where you're at, but dissatisfied, you want more, or you put yourself in this position, you can get yourself out of it. So um, I think about those things a lot because, I mean, as an entrepreneur, when is enough? And when is it like you're just adding new problems to yourself? So um, it's cool. I, I enjoy it. And, um, I mean, now I got people that I'm, that I'm feeding and, and helping them reach the goals in their lives. So it's, it's, it's a pretty cool transition. Right. It's cool to know you give back. And what's even more cool to know, and like, I'm happy, you know, you were able to say this right where, you know, you're like, Hey, you know, we've got, we've done a pretty good amount, right? We've got a sizable portfolio in most people's eyes, like bang, like over 40, that's killing it. That's crushing it. And you're yeah. able to say there's still moments where you can be cash poor. You still yeah. have everything. Cause I'm experiencing that in my own business right now, where, we've got flips going on and I've got rentals and I got doors and I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, shit, like we gotta, we gotta sit tight until everything finishes yeah. around. Yeah. Cause you know, we're still in the middle of building. We're still in the process yeah. of the money's going back in and people need to understand that, yo, there's different levels, different devils, like new struggles yeah. pop up with everything. Yeah. It takes a certain level of risk, man. I mean, like it, 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 there's a, I mean, you're, if you run it, say 20 projects, we have got 20 projects out right now. If you underlend 10 grand on each, that's 200 grand, right? So if you go over rehab on each one, like where's that 200 grand going to come from? So, I mean, you get cash tight sometimes, you got to figure it out. But I mean, like, it's the same thing in the beginning. Like you are going, as long as you know in your head, you're going to figure it out, you will find a way. That's what entrepreneurship is, man. Like you got to scrap. And that's what a lot of people don't make sexy about entrepreneurship and kind of what I've kind of figured out what I want to do with my why and maybe social media. Like I want to push to show that that $40,000 a year home inspector or plumber or whatever that may be with a little bit of mindset shift, they can own 10, 20, 30, 40 rentals or start their own business. Like some like blue collar can really be sexy, you know, like it, it doesn't have to be made. Like 
plumbers make more than most people I know right now in, in the regular world. So why not make that sexy, right? Bro, that would actually be insane. I think that would actually, one, that would provide a lot of value for people. Yeah. Then that would actually tap into a niche where I agree with you. Like there are some people out there where it's like they're W2, like they want to invest and they think they have to do this or that. It's like, no, you can do this and that. Like I have people all the time that are reaching out to me asking like, yo, should I quit my job? I want to get into real estate. I'm like, bro, no, like I don't get it twisted. Like my job, let go of me because of COVID. (laughs) <laughs> like I was straight up like the world. I was a parkour coach, man. Like yeah, the world shut yeah. down. Like yeah, I couldn't in New York, man. I couldn't teach anyone. I couldn't coach anyone. I can't yeah. do parkour over Zoom. Like it, yeah. it don't work that right. way. So right. it's just like I that was like go. So I didn't have a choice in the matter. Yeah, but I'm like, there's so many benefits to still having a stable income to having yeah W two. You go get loans. You go do this. You funnel money into your market. Like, there's so yeah. many things you could do. You have a longer runway to let the plane take off. Yeah, you know, it's like. So the, to be able to highlight that, the, I don't think there's many people doing that at no. all. You know, they almost no, I mean, on the other side. Yeah, a lot, a lot of it's unrelatable, right? Like, here's how I bought my 10th rental. Like, here's how I bought three houses today. Like, how about talk, teach somebody about an interest rate or something like, like little things that a lot of people aren't taught, right? So really kind of just delving into, I mean, like you said, use your, four, uh, your W-2, uh, 40 grand and realizing that you can buy, I mean, I house hacked two houses off my $40,000 W-2, right? So that's four doors. That's four cash flowing doors. Um, so just teaching like that stuff and that stuff can change your life. So just learning little mindset tweaks and, and learning how to, to cheat the system, right? Yeah, it's tremendous. So speaking of mindset, right? You know, of course your mind had to come from a different place, right? You came from the, the sports background, although entrepreneurship was there, did you find that as you're on this journey, you still had to do work on your mindset or were you fortunate enough where you felt like, hey, you know, it actually was already set for me? No, I mean, you got to work on that. I work on it almost every day still. I mean, you got I mean, self-doubt is still in your head every day, almost every day. I mean, you got to fight through it. I mean, you don't, I don't like getting out of the bed in the morning. I ha- you have to get out of bed. Like, it's just it's like it's just it's just a bunch of those things of. Like you got it. You got it. I, I always think of uh, your bitch voice. That's what yep. it was. Andy Fasella Andy calls it your bitch voice. <laughs> yep. And, and I'm always like, don't let your bitch voice win. Every time it's like, do not let your bitch voice win. If I, if I throw my dish in the, in the sink, don't let your bitch voice win, put it in the dishwasher, just little things to trick yourself to actually do the extra thing. And, and that's kind of how I was raised too. like, make sure I mean, got to sweep your, sweep the carpet every day. You got to, it was very like strict, but loving, um, an awesome family, but like chores were non-negotiable. You got your Xbox taken if you didn't. So all that stuff is now leading into um, stuff that transfers right into like adulthood and life and treating your spouse and whoever, whoever that may be down the line and, and business for sure. Treating your people. Right. Right. You know, and it's funny. Cause again, this was a conversation that we were having a little bit during lunch. Cause I was sitting down with a couple of investors out here and we were having this uh, talk basically just saying there is a, a certain amount of you have to be able to get yourself to do it even if you don't want to do it right like there's got to be a certain level of discipline where you know your passion might be this and this might be where you find all your joy and all your love however there's a certain aspect of if you want it you have to choose to do some of the things you don't want to do no doubt it's a choice right and reframing it to understand it's a choice that you get to make and that's how you can start to find passion again in the sense of you know what? Yeah. I enjoy having the choice. I enjoy being able to make that choice of my own free will, of my own accord. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's your choice every day. 
and and some days you're going to win them. Sometimes you're not. I mean, you're not, you can't win them all, but as long as you keep getting up and fighting, it's like the injury thing, man. If I don't go to the training room one day to get my leg right, I better be hitting the next six, but you can miss days, but you got to, you got to make sure you get up and you never, and you never, and you never stop. Nice. So that's good. And that's good to know. I'm happy people are able to hear that. It's something that you said, like, it's a daily thing. It's not like a, yeah. you worked it out, but you're not like, yo, yeah, I did this one mindset course, like two years ago, freaking, they took me into yeah. the Himalayas. We yeah. had some peyote <laughs> and ayahuasca. And like, now yeah. we're just, we're good. Also man. like masterminds too, man. Like if you pay the money to be in a mastermind, you're damn well going to show up to that uh, weekly. Like paid a pretty penny to be in a weekly mastermind where we have calls, accountability calls. Like if you pay tens of thousands of dollars to, 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 for that, you better show up. So yeah. it's just having other people push you. And then, I mean, I, I, I want to retire my parents. I want to do some pretty cool things. So, I mean, who it, it's like Grant Cardone. I forget the exact thing, but for a long time in the 10X rule, I read it and he was like, um, it, you, this is your duty, your obligation and something else. And you, and that was what I thought about right when I woke up and that got my ass out of bed. Like I'm obligated to get up and change my family tree. I'm obligated to get up and make something happen. My, and my dad told me one time, like, I didn't send you to college to, to come back and do exactly what I've done. I expect you to do better and greater than what I've done. So that was like, okay, boom. I, I decided that. And I, I could uh, inspect a thousand more houses a year for him. And that is not going to retire him. So if I buy a hundred houses as rentals, that might retire my parents. So it's changing, changing your thought process and change your mindset and hopefully changing your family tree after that. Yo, hopefully y'all are listening to this. Like I, I want to make sure this is resonating because this is just, this is valuable. Like this sort of conversation is the conversation that I wish I had growing up that I wish somebody was just like speaking to me like this and it just, it yeah. did not come. I I'm lucky that I bumped yeah. into it, that I wandered into it. However, so if you're listening to this right now, like you are ahead of the curve, even being a part of this conversation for sure. So Tom, I want to know, right. And I'm going to be respectful of your time. I want to know from, you know, where you're at now, do you like start to project out into the future? Like, do you have like a, like a one-year plan, a two-year plan, a five-year plan? Like where do you kind of see yourself going as time continues? Yeah. I mean, I get kind of bad at that. It's always a moving target being an entrepreneur. Right. But I mean, I want to, I want to collect a lot of rentals. Um, a hundred is always that arbitrary number. Um, it's like that a hundred thousand or a million until you hit it and you're like, Oh, that meant nothing. So that's, that's what it is right now. I want a hundred rentals. Um, I want to take, uh, I want to host a bunch of masterminds, uh, or events in Columbus, um, for people. I want to uh, take my family on full, full, fully paid vacations. Uh, I want to treat my girl, right. It's really kind of just like living in the now, but always keeping on the gas, like keep projecting your business up but at the same time, stay grounded, stay level, still be the same person. You can't let, you can't let money or the outside forces change you at all. Right. So, um, be the same person, love my people, give back to my people and, uh, do more of this stuff. I want to, I want to kind of share my story and, and dig in with, with people like you that are, that are awesome to talk to and, and really give back to communities. Right. Bro. I freaking love that, man. And like, what's cool about it is when you say that, like, I always get excited when someone starts like kind of projecting the future of like what they see for themselves and I can yeah. begin to see it for them easily as well. Because yeah. that means your actions are in alignment with what you're saying as well. Because I can yeah. see through your actions. So I was like, all right, he he is building. He is all gas. But at the same time, you're a very present dude. Like when we were in Cancun, like you were like you were there. Like you were yeah. 
conscious. You were intentional, yeah. like intentful. Yeah. Like that's why, like I enjoyed connecting with you. I was like, yeah. yo, this dude is a real. Uh, he's genuine, and it's like so. That's like that's cool, man. People that get to meet you, I appreciate in person, that. Like, they are lucky <laughs> individuals. Seriously, I appreciate that. I yo, appreciate of course. That. So check it out. I have these two questions that I always like to ask people like around the end of the show. And yeah. they're two of my favorites. One, I'm a big reader. Like I'm constantly yeah. reading a new book, listening to it on Audible, finding it on YouTube, downloading the PDF. I'm always putting new information into my mind. I know earlier yeah. you said you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is absolute staple. Even if people yeah. are going to invest in real estate, I think they should read that book. Everybody. As well Everybody, as like cash flow sure. quadrant, just to yeah. get an understanding of yeah. You know, that left side, right side of the quadrant. So aside from those two books, you know, can you name at least two other books that have been total paradigm shifts for you that you picked them up and you never quite went back to being the same again since? Yes. I mean, the first one, uh, I would like to say probably 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. I mean, that one is just like, teach yourself to, 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 you're the man, right? You got to be the man and you got to think way bigger. So like whatever you think you're doing, you got to 10 exit. You got to think bigger. You got to do bigger because, I mean, your family's not going to change. Your tree's not going to change unless you you do it. Right. So that was a huge one. Um, and then um, I'd have to think about the other. The first one that comes to mind is going to be Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Um, that book is just so good. And it's just like it's it's about that mental hurdle. Right. Nope. It's, it, whenever you think you're done, you still got 60 percent more in the tank. So whenever you think that you can't do it or you're about to quit, know that you can't give up on yourself, first of all. And then you have way, way more to give than, than what your, your brain's telling you. So your brain is tricking you to stop, but you, you can't. So those two books have just been absolutely life-changing. Yeah. I love it. Cause I, I've read both of those books as well. And like, I, here's something funny, right? I actually used to not like Grant Cardone. Right. And yeah. I know a lot of people don't like love him. or hate, love or hate. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they get this image of who he is and they just totally judge him. But then when you take time to read the book and you understand where he's coming from, I actually became a huge fan of him because huge I understood fan. where his thought process was coming from. I understood like, yo, this guy is very intentional about providing for yeah. his family and his community. And he's yeah. basically saying like, look, if you're not going to help, if you're not going to be a part of the solution, get out of my way. I'm not going to feel bad about continuing yeah. to move forward. And yeah. I was just like, I was blown away. And he really does do yeah. a lot of good. So yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. It's a, uh, I mean, he just has a lot of, a lot of ideas. I mean, you t- just 10 extra life, man. I mean, you can do so much in, and everybody has that. These, those outside forces growing up. So he's like, when you're, when you're a baby, you're free and you do whatever you want. So like those outside forces that project negativity and, um, downfulness and like you can't do this uh just eliminate all that and just just fucking go for it man like that's what real estate is i mean real estate investing to me is that like nobody in my family has ever done this Uh, my mom thought i was crazy she told me to be careful and i read 10x rule and i'm like you know what fuck that i'm going for it and now my mom's a realtor she sell all my she sells all my houses while being a full-time teacher my dad i helped him buy five rental properties two years ago helped him accumulate five hundred thousand dollars in equity um, just, just crazy shit that I never thought was possible. And then and it's just the, the conversations get different. Right. So like, if you're that one person in your family that does it, it, it changes a little bit. Right. And that's, that's kind of what I keep seeking. Yo, let's go. It really is crazy <laughs> too. Like when you start realizing like, yo, like I'm actually having an impact, like you're yeah. actually changing things where it's like, yo, this is insane. Like you realize you're, be- you're becoming a leader. You already are a leader, yeah. but you're realizing that. 
So that's insane. So here's the final question I got for you. And this one is by far my favorite question to ask people. I want you to imagine that tomorrow morning you wake up and as you're waking up, you are just like, you're blinking into consciousness and like, you don't remember anything. Like you don't remember the soccer. You don't remember the first deal. You don't remember any of the bigger pockets. You don't remember the books, the friends, the trips, nothing. It is all gone. Every ounce of it. Now you're not freaking out. It's not a saw movie. You're not scared for your life. You're just in this calm state and you start to have a thought that thought comes to you. It's the very first thought that comes in. You don't question it. You just accept it as fact. It's reality. It's true. And you just begin to build upon that thought, that very first thought as a foundation. What would you want ideally for that first thought to be? Yes. I mean, that's a good question. And, and I think it would probably go back to everything I kind of rest my laurels on is, I mean, if you, if you have your, your intentions straight and you just outwork everybody, nobody can stop you. Right. So that's, that's, that's what one thing my dad taught me is I would see him wake up at 4am work, outwork your opponent and just, and just work, 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 but also have that, that intention in front of it. And you're going to be amazing in all, in all aspects of your life. Bro. I, yeah, you would get along with pace, pace, Morby. You <laughs> would get along freaking like best friends because that's his like mantra. Like his whole thing is like yeah. chop wood, carry water. Yeah. Like, no, and the- nobody, nobody preaches hard work, man. Like it's a lost art. Like I, I keep telling people like, man, I, I made this happen out of being a home inspector. Nobody talks about home inspector being sexy, but like, it, it, you gotta you gotta work hard everybody wants to be an investor to not work but like it you gotta work and running a business is harder work than anybody can imagine and that's why everybody doesn't make it so head on straight and just work your ass off man that's it yo it's true man i had my own coming to jesus with that like i had to have that conversation with myself where i was just like yo i was trying to be an investor so i didn't have to do work i'm working way more than i ever worked in my entire freaking life that's my favorite line people are like man i want to get that cash flow so i don't have to work i'm like good luck yeah i'm just like yo let me know when you figure it out like, yeah, come yeah. Me. i need that secret too yeah yeah because you're right it's it's a lot of work and i'm glad you said that man because you know this was something i even got like a lot of pushback from like my group with when i told them i was like you know like the harder I work, the luckier I get. Like I was having them say that as an affirmation. And a For lot sure. of people were resistant to that. They were like, nah, man, like, cause you're, you're trying to tell us like hard work doesn't equate like doing something. I'm just like, they wanted me just to say the smarter I work. And I'm like, you know, I understand that too. Let's combine the two the harder and smarter. I work. Once you mix those, you can literally not be stopped. I mean, like, look at my, my life, for example, my dad would never put the, the investing side to it. And you put the the both together and it explodes, right? So you, you got to work smart, but if you work hard and smart, I mean, it the, the it goes up like that. It's exponential all day long. <laughs> it's exponential. Bro, I love that. So, I mean, yo, people have now been listening to us for about like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. I already know they're just like, yo, this dude, Tommy is freaking insane. Like, how do I get connected with him? How do I plug in? Matter of fact, like they're like, there's some people like, yo, I'm in Ohio right now. How do I not, how have I not heard of him? So how can people connect with you? How can they plug in with you? Like, where should they go? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to start, I'm starting to push IG a little bit more. So you can find me at Tommy Har 0505. Um, And basically going to start pushing out some mostly content of how to be blue collar and also how to invest and just how to, how, how do you live both lifestyles? Right. So 
um, both, mostly Instagram, uh, add me on Facebook, Tommy Hoare. I love to connect with people on there. And then if you're in Columbus or anywhere else, we got people flying into our events nowadays. So pop into our Elevate events. Uh, they're usually the third Thursday of every month. Uh, we're going to have some big time speakers at each. I think uh, Donovan Ruffin might be flying down for or flying up for the, the March one. Uh, my boy Austin Rutherford's probably coming back for that one too. So got some some heavy hitters coming back to these events and they're they're really fun. So uh, come hang out, have some drinks, and and come kick it with the Ohio boys. Yo, I highly recommend y'all <laughs> take them up on that. Like, go and have fun with them. They, yo, your whole everybody crew loves the Ohio boys, man. Bro, you <laughs> I swear the energy was just unreal. Where I was like, yo, can't beat it. it can't be this much fun to like invest in them. Like, yes, it can. You just gotta and do in it. Columbus, you. Ohio, it's snowing out, and I mean, you gotta you gotta make your fun, man. I mean, if I'm not doing this shit, if I'm not having fun, like I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm gonna work hard and I'm gonna play hard. It is like if you're not doing like why not have fun with your life like, like that's what it's for right yo i love it i love it yo so tommy i'm gonna make sure that they get like access to you like through ig through facebook i'm gonna put a link below so that they can go guys if you appreciated like just the conversation the the jewels he dropped the fact that he shared his story make sure you go sprinkle some sugar on the man go show him some love go on <laughs> ig go share this right like tag him on ig let him know that you listen to it let him know that it affected you because here's the thing we sometimes have no clue who is listening i don't know you know until like months later you reach out so if you want to see him make more content share his story more go tag him in it go dm him tag me in it make this like share it to a friend if you think someone would be inspired by it or if you know somebody in ohio that you're like yo this person wants to get into real estate they need to go connect with tommy they need to go connect with the ohio boys they need to go plug in and network and be around that campfire Absolutely, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, DM me. I like to give out free game. Uh, and we're buying deals all over Columbus. So send me a deal and uh, let's kick it and let's uh, let's have a good time. But man, I, I really appreciate your time. And uh, I mean, this this is amazing. First podcast and it, it was fantastic. All I could ever ask for, man. You're the man. Bro, I'm glad to have you. We're definitely <laughs> going to have to have you come back on the show in the future. No give doubt. us an update on what's going on. And I know for a fact, if I'm ever out in Columbus, I'm absolutely <laughs> hitting you up, bro. Up on me. And Pull like, yo, if me. you ever come out to AZ, man, like you got a spot to stay, bro. I appreciate that, man. Uh, one of my Airbnbs always has an empty spot for anybody who comes in town. Uh, it's all you, man. I appreciate your time. Bro, appreciate you, man. Okay, guys. So I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything. If one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below. Let people know what that thing was. Let us know what it was. We do read all of the comments and absolutely share this with a friend. That is how we help each other, okay? The best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow. Send that out to your friends. Help them grow. Build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe, make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.